0: What's cracking, everybody? It's Will with Road Noise Gaming. Today, we are talking all things related to the Switch Lite. Today is September 17th, 2019. In three days, it will be September 20th, 2019. That is the release date of the Nintendo Switch Lite, as well as Link's Awakening. This is a very exciting week for the Switch, for the Switch, I guess, quote, family of consoles, as we're now going to call them. Uh, we've also got other crazy accessories and stuff happening this week. We'll talk about a little bit of those. Uh, but basically, we're just I wanted to do a long meandering podcast about just really getting into the nooks and crannies of everything related to the Switch Lite. Just talk about all, all of the exciting things, talk about all of the concerns talk about um, what games I think I'm going to be playing, talk about what I'm going to be using or how I think I'm going to be using the Switch Lite. I don't really know, but I can speculate on how I think I'll be using mine. Um, We're going to talk Switch Lite accessories. We're going to talk about some things that nobody seems to be talking about, like obvious things that are getting swept under the radar, weirdly. So let's just start by saying that you know I absolutely... Do not need a switch light, but I have one ordered and it's going to be here on Friday. Hopefully, I don't think it's shipped yet, which is a little concerning. But I pre ordered mine on Amazon. Amazon tells me it's going to get here on time on this Friday, so I'm taking their word for it. I'm leaving my faith with them. Uh, hope <laughs> so. Hopefully, I get it on time. If I don't, I'm going to be pissed because obviously, people have been getting their switch lights super early and retailers have been. Selling the switch light long before they're supposed to. So these things are out in the wild. I'm going to get mine on the normal street date, which feels kind of lame, but whatever. I'll be happy when I get off work on Friday and I get home and I can sit down with this thing and it'll probably consume my whole weekend, especially with Link's Awakening being around. Uh, Okay, so we don't. So I'm getting the switch light, but I don't need it. I don't. I could very easily not buy this product. I have no I, I don't even really think I'm gonna end up using it that much in the long run. I think maybe what I'll have I'll do is have a nice little honeymoon phase with the switch light where when it's new I'll be using it a lot and I'll be um you know playing or you know it'll be a a novelty for me to have this smaller switch. Maybe the controls are a little more tight because The Joy-Con or not, it doesn't have Joy-Con, it's got built-in controls. Maybe things feel a little slicker, a little tighter. And then, and then I'm gonna take it-you know, throw it in my work bag or whatever, take it around, take it on trips. But then that's gonna get old eventually. And then the novelty and the greatness of the OG Switch will come back around, and I'll be like, oh yeah, but I can actually like dock this one and play it on a TV and stuff. Um, So, (laughs) I expect. That that's how it's gonna go down basically I'll have this great honeymoon phase with the switch it'll last you know maybe a couple months and then the thing's just gonna kind of go in a drawer and I'll pull it back out whenever I'm going on a trip uh, because that'll be the ultimate time to use it is when I'm traveling it'll be my travel switch I think uh, but I don't really expect to use this a whole ton you know um even though i'm even though I'm just super crazy excited about it. Um, but I think I'm mostly excited about a new thing more than I am about a thing that I need. Um, so it's, it is it is what it is. We don't need this thing, but we're stoked anyway. I'm sure many of you out there can relate. So that leads me into the next topic. How do I think I will use my Switch light? Well, basically I already talked about that, but let me go a little more in depth with it. I feel like the Switch light. I'm going to, you know, I've I've purchased, I'll talk more about my accessories, but I've purchased a very small, very thin travel case for the Switch Lite. It doesn't fit any other stuff. It doesn't fit any cables. It doesn't fit any cartridges. It is just the unit itself goes in a nice thin zip case. That'll be my travel case for the Switch Lite. So I want to throw that in my bag and I want to just, you know, travel around with this thing. And I'll, I may have little gaps and breaks in my day when I can pull it out. Um, I feel like I may bring this thing even to, like, because I'm getting my oil changed or if I'm at the doctor's office or if I'm just in a, in a waiting room for a, or a lobby for any reason, I can have this thing on deck uh, and just have it, you know, kind of keep it around. Like, that sounds pretty appealing. Um, so it, it sounds appealing. I just don't. I think that eventually... I'll just it'll remind me all of the things that I love about the the OG switch all the more. And I do have the newer red box version of the switch, uh the, the OG switch. So I've got you know the latest and greatest thing. It's got the better screen, it's got the better battery life. Um uh, I've got you know squeaky new Joy-Cons, squeaky new screen unit, everything's new, fresh. Um, and I traded in my old switch. So Let's see. How do I think I, I'll use my Switch Lite? Well, I think I've already gone over that, so I can kind of move on to the next topic, which is, you know, here's the thing. We talked about this. The Switch Lite um, leaked, so to speak, meaning that retailers released it early, started selling it early. And my my the, I'm so puzzled because, you know, when I go on, like, Twitter or Reddit or wherever and I try to check around to see who if anybody is trying to plug this thing into a TV or a monitor or something and no one's doing it like no one is is trying to to do what the what the first thing I'm going to do out of the box is I'm going to mess around with this thing and I'm going to see if I can make it output to a TV I mean it's USB-C technology and USB-C technology does video that's kind of part of the point of it It's like what the whole point of that connection type is, is that it has its multi-purpose. It sends video, it sends data, all that. And so I feel like I really would like to experiment with that. And I can't believe other people are not doing that. Um, Where I work, I have access to, excuse me, I have access to very many uh, different USB adapters, uh, cables, like USB-C to HDMI, USB-C to DisplayPort. I've got uh, USB-C dongles that attach to HDMI and a bunch of other stuff. So I'm definitely going to be running my Switch Lite through the gamut of different connection types that I can find. And if it bricks it, well, that's stupid and Nintendo deserves to lose a unit. Um, So I guess I'll just have to trade in my Switch or have to Send my my switch back because it's broken and, and get another one. Uh, but the thing is, like I'm I'm going to be connecting. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm going to be connecting this thing first chance I get to a, a display, trying to see if maybe uh, there's a. It just happens that it it outputs video. It mirrors the image that you see on the switch light. And you could just use a long cable to attach it to a TV and use the Switch light itself as the controller. And you've got a double image. You've got the image on the on the screen of the Switch light. You've got an image on a monitor. I just can't believe no one is doing this. I mean, okay. Yes, we know that Nintendo has come out at the very onset of all of this and said, your Switch Lite will not work with a TV. So we knew that that was what was being pitched. But that doesn't mean that it's not technologically possible to work with a TV. It doesn't work with a dock. We know it doesn't work with the standard switch dock because it, it's just not the right size. The joint or the analog sticks are too close together. They stick out. You can't fit the thing in the dock. So I understand that. But even that aside, you know, why not? I mean, maybe it's possible for us to connect to a TV Just by just with a cable, and maybe Nintendo just wants to kind of quietly have that be a feature where you can play, you know, a mirror image of your of your Switch screen on a larger display. 720p doesn't look as good as the OG Switch when it's docked, obviously. But hey, it's something. And when you're traveling, when you're on the go, that's kind of what you want. You just want something real. you just want something simple. Like I would, I would love to travel with just like a 10 foot HDMI cable or USB-C to HDMI cable. Attach that to my light and then be able to play on a hotel TV. That would be dope. I would love that. And maybe we, we don't know for sure that that doesn't work. I mean, again, yes, Nintendo says it doesn't work with a TV. They says it doesn't, they say it doesn't dock. But we have no actual evidence of that other than their word, which, you know, they've, they've lied and fibbed about this kind of stuff before. So it wouldn't surprise me if there were a really easy workaround for this uh, that, that we just haven't discovered yet because no one uh, is actually doing this. So I found that to be very bizarre. I, f- I think I found one guy on Twitter who said that he talked to someone who had tried to hook their Switch light up to a TV. And it didn't work. So I guess we have one effort out in the wild that I'm aware of at all, where someone's actually tried this and failed. Um, but again, it's just fascinating to me that no one would uh, no one would try that. So let's I've talked about that a lot on the podcast. So let's move that aside. Plenty of other things to engage about with this particular conversation. So. What are what are uh, some of my concerns about the switch light? So, I'm kind of I'm kind of doing this podcast in two halves a little bit, or at least the first little bit is going to be kind of a little more of the negative stuff uh, because I do have some concerns. We just talked about the whole it being a non-switch or whatever. So let me get this out of the way, and then we'll get right into the good stuff because there's plenty of good stuff. There's plenty of fun stuff, um, but do I have any concerns about the Switch Lite? About my experience? About um, the overall usability? Do I have, uh, you know, concerns about the screen being too small? Maybe hard to read text on certain games? Yeah, I can say that that's that's a concern of mine. Um, another concern is that it's just it's just not actually that much smaller than the OG Switch. So I feel like there's a possibility that I put this next to my real Switch and I just say, why does this exist? (laughs) Because the Switch itself is small. You can put it in a portable slim case travel case to protect it, throw it in your bag, or you can put this new Switch light in a thin case and throw it in your bag. And it's kind of gonna be about the same size because they're really not that different in size It's not that much extra effort to just carry around the big switch, so I feel like I'm gonna. I'm afraid that I'm gonna see both units side by side and just be like, "Why did I even do this? This is so pointless, so pointless." But I don't think that's gonna happen. I'd say it's a minor concern. I'd say a much bigger concern of mine would be syncing, syncing your save, your cloud saves and having a good experience with um saving a game and then picking it up on one of the on the other device you know um i've got a lot of save cloud data to move over and i'm hoping that it works out and everything's all peachy but i don't know for sure that that will be the case um i in fact i'm I've, i feel like we're going to really hit some snags when it comes to cloud saves and going between two devices when this thing comes out. I feel like we're going to have a number of users who talk about this, who um, you know, kind of put Nintendo on blast for ruining their save states because there was a corruption that happened when they were moving back and forth. I'm, I plan on playing it safe. I think that I will have games that I play on the light, and then I think I will have games that I play... On the big switch, and occasionally I will decide to to double dip on both consoles with a single game. If I'm traveling, like if I'm traveling and I'm playing, you know, um, Dragon Quest or whatever Dragon Quest Eleven on the big switch, and then I don't want to just abandon the game. I want to keep working at it uh, while I'm traveling. Then, yeah, I'm gonna move that cloud data over and pick up where I left off. And then most likely when I get back home, I will do the reverse. I will put that data back on the big switch and pick up where I left off. So that's always a possibility. But, you know, these are things we have to think about because, you know, we can't just effortlessly move this cloud data back and forth. It's going to take a little bit of effort with each particular game to keep both of your consoles synced up with that cloud data. So probably the better way to go is to just say, okay, look, here's these games that I have that i never really play on the big switch. So let me try to play these games and get into them on the switch Lite. The switch Lite for me will be kind of a, a second chance for a lot of switch titles that I've purchased, but for whatever reason, didn't click with me on the big switch. So maybe with a handheld only switch, a smaller switch, I will get more enjoyment and, and more purpose out of some of these games. So that leads me into my next topic. What games do I think I will be playing on the Switch Lite? What games do I plan to play? Well, um, let me. I've got 10. I've got a list of 10. So I'm just going to go through from bottom to top. Number 10, we've got Worms WMD. So this is the one I picked up. Um, it's not it's it's not that cheap. It's not as cheap as I would have liked, but I picked it up. I think I got it on a very a very minor sale, um, but I love the old 2D worms games like back on back on PC and stuff. I I played a lot of those. I had a lot of fun with them. And Worms WMD is probably a game I'm gonna really like on the Switch, but I just haven't really played that one. By the way, I'll mention that this list that I've got, these are games that I have either. Not played very much, or I haven't played at all. And Worms WMD, I really have not played that one at all. So, uh, moving on, number nine, I've got Civilization Six. Um, now, again, like Worms, 2D Worms, I I remember playing Civilization One on PC back in like '94 or something crazy like that. It was so long ago. Um, and that game was uh, very, very, very interesting to watch. I, I remember watching my friend play it. And uh, it was a friend that I didn't... <laughs> he wasn't my favorite. He was my neighbor. Uh, and he would make me watch this game. And I never... I, I always hated watching it. And then I had another, a friend of mine visit from out of town... And then we watched him play it together, and I ended up really liking it because my friend, my other friend, got really into watching him play it, and it was like it was like kind of clicked for me at that moment. I was like, "Hey, I guess this game is like now that I see more enthusiasm around this game i I want to play it now." So I remember playing the first civilization on pc and it was it was really fun. I loved that game, and I loved all of the civilization games since then. I would say Civ 4 and 5 I did not play nearly as much and Civ 6 I basically played not at all. So, what better opportunity than to play Civilization 6 on the go on handheld? I think that's an appropriate place to play it because civilization games can be quite long and they can be a bit repetitive. So, the Switch Lite is going to be good for many of us who who are wanting to play grindy games that we don't necessarily want to sit in front of a TV in front of or sit in front of a TV and play those there. Okay, um number 8, we've got Wargroove. Now, Wargroove is a game that I did play a bit. Um I didn't get too far, uh but I I probably put eh, maybe maybe 4 hours, 5 hours into Wargroove. I played it before they patched it, so they put out a patch a while after the launch of that game, and it and featured some good improvements, uh, including like different difficulty settings. They made it a little easier to choose what kind of difficulty you want. Uh, and so, I plan on starting a new game, or actually maybe just picking up on my current game, and dialing the difficulty down one notch because I was finding that I was I was not enjoying this process of playing these really long stages and dying at the very very end just because something stupid happens, or an enemy appears in a quadrant of the screen that I was not expecting, and then I die because I just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, that was really pissing me off. So I feel like it's a fun game, but it's flawed in that way. And so if I could just dial the difficulty down one notch to be a little more forgiving, then that could make the game a lot more fun and that's one that I look forward to revisiting on the Switch Lite. Okay, next up is an SNES game, which we have those now, by the way. Um, The SNES game that I think I would like to play on the Switch Lite specifically is Kirby's Dream Course because I like Kirby games and I like golf games and this is a combination. So um, it looks like a really fun game. I haven't played it that much yet, But I think the Switch Lite will be a nice place to uh, cozy up with that one. Um, Next up, at number six, five, number five, Moonlighter. I was stoked when I first learned about Moonlighter. I loved the way it looked. I couldn't wait to buy it on the Switch. I bought it on the Switch, and I just never really played it. It's just one of those games that I was excited for, I had high hopes for, and I just didn't make time for it. So um, I'm gonna make time now. I've decided. And I would say with Moonlighter, you know, it's kind of one of those games that you can play uh, like a little bit like a Stardew Valley or any simulation game where you're kinda you're chipping away at your progress and uh, you're there's a lot to come back to. There's a lot of replay value in that game, so that's a good combination of of aspects to have for the switch light since it's gonna be you know longer play sessions grindy that kind of thing so next up number four is darkest dungeon I'm really fascinated by darkest dungeon but I just haven't really gotten into it yet um, I played I played one game for a while and uh, I didn't really quite pick up on the way the game works and all the nuances and stuff. So that is going to be a game that I I can't wait to revisit and play um, on the Switch Lite. Okay, next up we have Super Kirby Clash at number three. Now, this is a free game. It's basically a freemium uh, microtransaction-y game that you can play on the Switch. So um, this game looks interesting to me. I like the kind of the simple boss fights that you have and you kind of just grind your way through them, and you get a bunch of upgrades, and you, uh, you, you can upgrade a number of different Kirby's. I think this game looks fun. Uh, it looks fun in a very freemium, microtransaction-y kind of way, but you know it, it, it feels like it's gonna be a fitting game for the Switch Lite, because why would you ever play a game like that on your TV? I mean, it doesn't sound that fun to me. It just sounds like a fun time killer, time waster, uh, and a game that you can you know come back to a little bit every day. So that's one that I look forward to playing on the Switch Lite. Uh, another game is number two, Baba is You. Now, Baba is You on this list. This is a game that I've actually put uh, I would say a fair amount of time into. I think I'm probably about ten hours in. Um, so I've done a lot of it, but there's this game is huge. Like Baba is You has a ton of different levels to, and a ton of different puzzles, and some of them are insanely obtuse and difficult. But it's just such a fun game. It's such a maddeningly simplistic like um, presentation, uh, and it, it's just. It, but it, man, it it is frustrating in the best way for a puzzle game. So I can't wait to come back to Baba is You. I, I want to pick up where I left off, but that's going to be no small task because uh, that game was really uh, kicking my ass when I, when I put it down. And now picking it back up where I left off is going to be difficult because I'm going to have to remember a lot of the mechanics and stuff. I may need to start it over. I don't know. I'll see what happens. But the number one game that I can't wait to play on the Switch Lite is Yoku's Island Express. This one is a a really cool like kind of pinball adventure game. Um and I I can't wait to play it because it's it's kind of short. So that's cool. I, I, I like that it's a, a short adventure game that I can kind of just get done with. I think the Switch Lite is going to be the way to go because it didn't really click with me on the big switch. Um it clicked with me insofar as I recognized that it was a good game. I knew I wanted to spend some more time with it, but I just didn't make that time. So I feel like the light may give me uh, give me a solid second chance with that. Okay, so that's, that's it for my second chances reel of games that I want to try to either play for the first time or, or give a second chance to on the Switch Lite. Now let's talk about Link's Awakening because that is a big, huge title that's coming out this week. Definitely the biggest Zelda release since Breath of the Wild, easily. And there have been a couple. We've had Hyrule Warriors. We had Cadence of Hyrule. I think that's all. Uh, And now we're going to have Link's Awakening. And I am quite, quite stoked for this. I'm going to just say, I don't think I'm going to play this on the Switch Lite. I may replay it on the Switch Lite at a later time. But I really wanna play this on a big screen because I think this game just looks so perfect that I I want to experience it on a big screen. I don't wanna limit myself in that way by playing it on the Switch Lite. Again, I think I'll, I mean, it's a short game, so I, I expect to be able to replay it a little later. I think it's like a 10 hour game. So 10 hours is, is not long. Um, and uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of a I would like it more if they sold this game for forty dollars. I think that would make more sense. But then again, I see some of the footage from this game. I, I like today. I saw a trailer. Uh, like it's called the story trailer. If you want to go on YouTube and look this up, it's called the the Link's Awakening story trailer. If you look that up. It's got this amazingly like poppy kitschy, like auto-tune version of The Ballad of the Windfish that has lyrics and it's like it's kind of Japanese style ballad slash if anybody's familiar with like AG Cook or or PC Music or Hannah Diamond it reminds me of that weird that weird stuff that internet inspired like Bastardized pop music that those folks make. This is what that reminds me of. And it's, it's a, it sounds amazing. It sounds corny as hell, but it really sounds like amazing. Like I actually want to load that song on Spotify or whatever and play it all the time because it's, it's the Ballad of the Windfish and it's like this updated kind of pop ballad version with like auto tune and it sounds kind of weird and it's it sounds great and it's like wow this complements the look of the game so well I am so into that and right now I actually posted that on google I'm sorry google on reddit a little earlier I'm gonna check on that really quick because I get to do that get to do that on my podcast all right yeah uh, yeah, 14 upgo- upvotes. 90% upvoted. Not bad. So, um, yeah, Link's Awakening. Uh, the story trailer. Go find it because I love this song. I love this music that they put in there. Okay. Um, so, Link's Awakening. Yeah, probably not going to play it on the Switch Lite. Probably going to play it on the big Switch. And then later on, I'm sure I'll replay it. I I fully expect to like this game. I think the likelihood... Of this being, you know, ending up being kind of flat is just highly, highly unlikely. I, I truly feel that this will be a home run for Nintendo. And I think that, you know, I think back, excuse me, I think back to when I was first playing this game. I need to remember when this game came out. Links oh, Awake, Game Boy Run date. Okay, June 6, 1993. So I was a 13-year-old a, a kid when this game came out, and I remember playing this game on the Game Boy, and I remember talking to my dad, and I remember saying, Dad, this is better than the Zelda on the Super Nintendo, Um, which I don't know that so much that I agree with that now, but at the time, first of all, let me say, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, just the black and white version, can absolutely stand toe-to-toe with Link to the Past for Super Nintendo. Absolutely. Absolutely. it is. It improved on Link's Awakening, or excuse me, it improved on a Link to the Past in a, in many ways. And it's absolutely the best Game Boy game of all time. I don't care what anyone says. It's, it's the best one. Link's Awakening is the best Game Boy game. And you had this amazing, sprawling adventure, it's sprawling at the time anyway, on the Game Boy, like a four color, tiny screen. You had this insanely creative adventure. And I remember explaining this to my dad. I was like, it's actually better than the Super Nintendo version. And my dad could not understand that. He was like, what are you talking about? How could it be better? It's on the Game Boy my dad sort of felt like anything that any game that looked better was better. So by default, every Super Nintendo game was better than every regular Nintendo game. Uh, So which is, of course, not true. Um, So what I'm getting at is this is a huge moment for me because this is like, a game that at the time when it came out, it was, it was my favorite Zelda game. I think that retroactively I can look back and say, okay, link to the past is, is probably overall a better experience to have, but wow. Uh, legend of Zelda links awakening in 1993 on the old OG black and white game boy. That was, that was, those were crazy times. Those were crazy times right there. Um, but man, I loved that game, and I loved it when they it got remade into the um, to the colorized version on the Game Boy Color, known as Link's Awakening DX. So let's see, Game Boy Game Boy Color came out in nineteen ninety eight. So that's like a, That's like five years later. That's crazy. Um. So yeah, it got remade for the Game Boy Color. Now, all these years later, in 2019, we're seeing this remake. Um, I've thought about this. I I feel like, I don't know how I feel exactly about this being a one-to-one remake of Link's Awakening, or would it have been cool for them to do, give it like the, um, a Link Between Worlds treatment? Because for those of you who don't know, Link Between Worlds on the 3DS was originally supposed to be a remake of A Link to the Past. But they ended up going a different direction. They ended up making a new game out of it that had a lot of the original overworld of um, A Link, uh, Link to the Past in that game. And it was kind of the foundation of the game was that overworld. But at the end of the day, it, was, it wasn't the same overworld. It was actually different. So it wasn't exactly like playing the old game. And obviously the the portals and the the way the game worked and the A Link Between Worlds thing worked out so well. It was was a new transformed version of uh, A Link to the Past. I was kind of hoping that, you know, if we were going to see another remake like that, then they would get that same kind of treatment rather than just being a one-to-one remake. Now it looks like what Link's Awakening is is indeed a one to one remake but also so much more because of all of the the new music the new the voice acting that we're gonna hear most likely the singing the cinematics like there's gonna be so much going on with this game that is that is gorgeous and just worlds ahead of obviously what we got on the four color game boy hang on guys taking a sip taking a sip break. Okay. So I could really ramble on and on and on and on about Link's Awakening. I will mention that I, I did not buy this game physical, but I really thought about it because they had some, uh, dreamers edition or something like that. Like a big deluxe edition of this game. I thought really hard about getting that, but guys, I just don't buy physical games anymore. Um, I would like to if I could supplement it with my digital purchase somehow, but at the end of the day, I just love the convenience of digital so much that that's how I do it. And no disrespect to anybody that buys physical. Um, I respect I respect your stubbornness, but at the end of the day, I think the convenience is going to win the battle. And uh, I would love to see companies adapt to that so that we can still buy a game physically in some some physical manifestation in some form, but still have access to the game digitally, I would like that very much. Um, But I did not get that here. So I just bought the game digitally. And I will say that I did buy the Amiibo as well. So I got the Amiibo. That's coming. I think that'll probably be here... Really soon, I've got to go down to my local Walmart to pick that up uh, because I couldn't pre-order it on Amazon, so I did it on Walmart. Um, so I'll go get it there. That's the only piece of merchandise currently that I've purchased around Link's Awakening, but I'm not really a merchy kind of guy. But this, to me, this was huge. This is actually going to be my second ever amiibo. My only other amiibo amiibo is a Toad amiibo that came with. Like Captain Toad's treasure tracker for the uh the Wii U. <clears throat> so pretty cool stuff. Can't wait for Link's Awakening. I genuinely feel like this is gonna be a, a home run. I don't think it's gonna be it, it's not gonna fall short. I just I'm almost certain of that. From what we've seen, I mean, how could this game be a dud. I just don't, I don't see this happening. I think it's going to be a wonderful experience. I really love that Link's Awakening, that, you know, my nephews, this is going to be their introduction to Zelda. This game that I played as a kid is going to be the game that they play as a kid. And they get so much more like whimsy with this game because of how it's presented. And it's like the perfect young child, like Zelda game. Wow, that's that's a, that's fascinating to me. That that Link's Awakening of all things is going to be this like uh, crazy colorized like three D experience for uh, that my nephews are going to get to watch. Okay, um, so again, we can talk about Link's Awakening forever, but let's move on to the Switch Light accessories because um, you know many of us are getting Switch Lite on the day one on day one of it. And we have to think about, you know, are we going to gonna put this thing in a case? Are we going to buy a grip? Are we going to buy a little color thing? Are we going to stick a, a protector on the screen? Um, what are we doing? Are we going to buy a little dock that we can charge it on? Um, okay, so here's what I'm doing. Um, I'm keeping it light with the Switch light. Uh, because that's sort of the purpose of it. I don't want to bulk down my switch light with all of these bells and whistles that are just going to make it be more to carry. I want I want it to be a small device that I can travel with super easily. So what I got was, I'll tell you exactly the model of the, um, or the product number of the, the case that I got, because I got a very thin, like, the only thing that I could find that was the slim case, the slim carrying case for the Nintendo Switch Lite, um, this is the only one that I could find, and it's by a company called Sisma, S-I-S-M-A. It's the ultra slim carrying case for Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, it looks kind of cool. Um, I kind of dig the way it looks. It's got kind of a, a, mid gray kind of tone to it. Uh, but it's kind of like a denim look. It's pretty cool. It looks a little bit, uh, it looks straight out of 1987 or something, but, um, it, it's got a good look to it. I feel like it's not, it's a little flashier than I would want, but, um, whatever it's, it's all good. So I got this thing and it is only a case. It does not have any storage whatsoever. It does not store any, um, Any cartridges, any cables, none of that. It's just the Switch alone is going to fit in there and that's it. So that's what I wanted. I wanted something that only fit the Switch. I don't want to carry around a bunch of cartridges, cables, uh, AC adapter, none of that stuff. I just want, I'll probably, you know, for traveling, I'm probably going to buy maybe like a secondary little smaller case of some kind that I can put like the Switch stuff in, like the AC adapter, and maybe hopefully in a USB-C to HDMI adapter that some genius third party comes out with. Um, <clears throat> but whatever I end up traveling with, with, with the Switch, I wanna be able to keep the core console in its own case because that dedicated case is gonna also go with me. Uh, it's gonna go in my work bag. It's going to come around with me. So I want to make sure that I have, I can carry the Switch alone without all all the extra junk. Um, So yeah, so I'm going light with the Switch Lite, not buying a ton of accessories. I did get a 400 gigabyte SD card. Now that reminds me, I think I have for my other Switch, which I'm about to check. I've got it here with me. I think I've got a 512 card on here let me see. Nope, it's 400. So I've got 400 on both. Excuse me. I've got 400 matching twinsies, 400 gig cards on both the Switch Lite and the OG Switch. So if I wanted to, I could have a perfectly mirrored system on both of them. Because uh, they both have the same capacity, so I'm not sure I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to be a little more selective with what games go on the Switch Lite because I don't want to complicate things. I just want to. I want to have this be a console for that I'm going to put the main games on. I'm going to put Smash on it. I'm going to put Mario Maker on it, um, and you know all the other all the other go to games that I play regularly. They're obviously going to go on here, but really the the purpose of the Switch Lite is to have another device, maybe certain games are just going to feel better handheld only. So, the games that I mentioned, I'll play those. <clears throat> um, but I did notice, I did have, I did notice that uh, Satisfy, the company that makes my favorite, one of my favorite gaming accessories of all time, which is the Satisfy Pro Grip for the Switch, they are coming out with a Switch Lite version. So that's pretty ama- that's pretty amazing. Um, I don't know for sure that I'm going to be buying that though, even though I absolutely love my Satisfy grip for the OG switch, the switch light. I don't really want that. I I hope that I don't ever need that for the switch light. I don't want to buy. I mean, I'm sure it'll be comfortable. I'm sure it'll, it'll make the Switch Lite more comfortable, but it's the Switch Lite is not really about comfort. It's about being compact and being able to travel with very easily. That's what it's about. It's not about, it's not about um, the other stuff. It's not about weighing it down with a ton of accessories. That's what the Big Daddy Switch is for. So I think we're going to keep it like that, but I'm very intrigued by... The fact that Satisfy has announced a grip for the Switch Lite. I think that's pretty cool. Good on them for that. Not sure it's gonna be for me, but I'm sure it'll sell a ton because the the Satisfy grip has been very successful. Okay. Other switch-related stuff to talk about this week. We've kind of ended our um, our epic hype cast for the Switch. We've talked about a lot of different things, some things I really wanted to get into. Uh, But I will say that we still have some more things in the the Switch world to talk about. So we're going to talk about, first of all, the HORI Split Pad Pro has been announced. I think it's finally available this week. Let me confirm that. Pad Pro, the Split Pad Pro is licensed by Nintendo. Add to cart. It is not on pre-order. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it totally is on pre-order. So jump the gun on that one a little bit. That is actually just a news story. It's not something that's happening this week. It's something that appears to be happening, uh, at least according to Amazon, what I can see. It looks like it's happening uh, in a few weeks in October is when you can actually get it. So, But it's it's available for order now. You can pre-order it. Um, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this thing, this HORI Split Pad Pro. It was made in conjunction with um, Daemon X Machina. It's supposed to have sort of a Daemon X Machina theme to it, like a color theme, but it it doesn't really matter because this is something that's needed to happen for a very long time. This is the first time a company, a third party company has made their own Joy-Con. Hori is the only one to do it. Um, Actually, that's not true. There are some other companies. But this is the first, like, kind of major company to do it. <clears throat> and this is an official Nintendo-licensed product. Now, here's the problem with this thing. First of all, these Joy-Con, as big and plush and comfy as they look, and I'm sure they are, I'm sure the buttons feel great, I'm sure it feels like an incredibly ace premium controller, it does not have gyro. So, you you know, all these games that use gyro, will not, you'll not, you won't get to do that on this Hori um, Split Pad Pro um and, it, and additionally it does not have like rumble it does not have nfc it does not have it it cannot be used wirelessly like you cannot you have to connect it to the switch to use these things It's, they're not powered that way they don't have batteries so it's literally just a controller it's not anything extra it doesn't have any of the other bells and whistles it's just buttons um so but it It's nice for people to have this option. I don't believe I'm getting this thing because I'm really pretty happy with the Satisfy grip and how that makes the Switch feel. I feel like that meets all of my needs, so I'm gonna leave this HORI thing for the folks that are interested in it. It's not for me, though. But if you have not seen this thing, go look up a picture of the HORI uh, Split Pad Pro Uh, Because if you're not aware of this thing, you're going to want to probably at least take note because it is something new and daring for the Switch. Okay, next up, we're going to talk about the wireless SNES controllers that were uh, made available this week. You can now order those as well. Now, for me personally, who cares? I don't want to buy these things. I'm not going to be buying them. Um, In fact, I just bought the SN30 Pro Plus from 8-BitDo. That is my... Uh, retro gaming gamepad of choice for the Nintendo Switch. It feels just as good as a Super Nintendo controller, only better. Uh, but it's got the same button layout, so I feel like I'm not really missing out any, on anything by going or by skipping out on these SNES controllers. I know some people are just that they you know that nostalgia bug is just it's a, it's a hell of a drug. So I understand why people would want these, but I just feel like. 8-bit do is the way to go with these controllers. Now, I guess the one thing that could be is if <coughs> these SNES controllers are maybe, uh, if they if you can turn on the switch by hitting the power button on them, that would be really cool. That's probably the case with these. So that's a pretty good selling point. But I still love my SN30 plus SN30 Pro Plus so much. That I just I'm not even going to consider getting the SNES controllers. There's just no point for me personally. Okay, one more thing is we got Nino Kuni coming out this week. Um, it is a re-release from 2013, so it's basically being ported to the Switch. Now on PC and PS4, you get to buy the remastered edition, which um, you know has been upgraded from the previous generation's PS3 version. And now you're getting uh, much better graphics, all that good stuff. Um, so I don't think I'm going to be playing that, but I I love the idea of Nino Kuni because I love Ghibli. I love Studio Ghibli, and um, Studio Ghibli is involved in this game and the newer uh, Nino Kuni. Although they don't advertise that, but Nino Kuni is you know has designers from the Ghibli Studio. So you're talking about Animators that have worked with like Hayao Miyazaki and who has done movies like Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, um, My Neighbor Totoro, all of these classics. In the, It's basically the Disney of anime, um, Hayao Miyazaki is. So his company Ghibli is basically the Disney of Japan. And the fact that Disney, the Disney of Japan did this game and all of these characters and all of this world is so great is a really compelling thing, however, I tried playing Nino No Kuni 2, uh, which is a somewhat recent release, uh, and I, I couldn't do it, man, I couldn't do it, uh, it was, it was not for me, so, uh, I, I put a, a great, I, I would, I would say I put a good effort into this game, I put probably about 30 hours into it, and then I just realized I was really over it and couldn't go any further, so, um, that game had a problem with pacing. The story was like the, the visuals were beautiful. Like I had no problem with the way the game looked. I thought it looked amazing. A lot of the character animations were very, very, very Ghibli-esque. I loved that aspect of the game, but it wasn't quite enough to just make me like really want to finish the game because the gameplay was so dull. Um, the gameplay was dull, It was a little too easy, which normally I'm quite okay with easy games. I like to just be able to breeze through a game here and there. That's cool. Um, But this game was a little just, it just felt like I was never, there was never any resistance to the player. Um, And I, eventually that got kind of old. uh, Because you were never on your toes. You were never having to, you know, frantically manage something or try to stay alive. Um, So, I don't know if Nino Kuni is going to be for me. It's definitely not going to be for me on the Switch because I don't want to play the old PS3 version. I would much rather play a remastered version if I'm going to go in, but I've got a billion other RPGs in front of me I want to get through before I even think about this one. So, that's probably a hard no for me on Nino Kuni, even though I do have some respect for the series and I really like that Ghibli is involved with these games. Okay, next up. Apple Arcade. We're shifting topics, but we're still relating it to the Switch uh, because Apple Arcade has been announced to be available for 5 bucks. I believe it's going to be available this week when all of our phones upgrade to iOS 13. We will then have the option to go in and buy Apple Arcade. Now, um, here's the thing. Apple Arcade is not for, quote, gamers. Um, It's not for people who use the word gamer and gaming. Because those terms are used by a particular demographic of people who are uh, video game fans. Um, They are kind of, and I hate to say this, I hate to generalize, the people who use those two terms, gamers and gaming, are not from my generation generally. Some of them are actually. Some of them have adopted those terms with open arms. And I even have the term gaming in my podcast name, Road Noise Gaming. So I'm guilty of it. Uh, But I guess what I'm getting at is these terms are not used in a way that I'm always happy about. And I guess what I'm saying is it's kind of like a... It's kind of a game it's kind of a term for video game fan stereotypes. It's it's a term for Fortnite players, for people with like neon colored hair for no reason, people with an obnoxious like racing chair that they sit in when they play games. Um, it's it's a certain demographic of people that I I personally, and this is only a personal thing, please know I'm not throwing shade at anybody, but I, I feel like I don't identify with these people very much who are um, hardcore gamers, so to speak. <clears throat> and those people, Apple Apple Arcade is not for them, and so they should just ignore it, don't worry about it, focus on what you like. Some of us out there, however, will like Apple Arcade quite a lot, and I think I'm one of them. First of all, um, my current the current state I'm in with video games is I sort of came back around to video games maybe about five or six years ago when I picked up an iPad Pro, or excuse me, an iPad Air. So I got an iPad Air, and it was the first time in a very, very long time that I had a modern gaming device. So I decided that I was going to you know, really use this thing to the fullest extent. I was going to, you know, play some cool games on the iPad because surely there's some out there. And yes, there were absolutely some very, very cool games on the iPad. Before, when I got the iPad, I, I think that I had an old Samsung tablet at the time. And that's, San, or sorry, an old Samsung phone. And I just never really got into, like, gaming on on the phone at that time. But I did use the iPad as an opportunity to really jump in and start playing games uh, and I remember playing games like the room I remember Monument Valley those two stick out so much to me um, and I thought both of those games and games like those were amazing it's kind of like a the idea is you have the the iPad is the perfect kind of point and click adventure type of console or type of platform and When you look at Apple, when you go to like your phone, which I'm doing right now, by the way, I think I got to stop recording soon because uh, I remembering now that I only have an hour to do these things and then Anchor likes to cut me off for some reason. But let me, I'm just going to flip around here. Sorry if this is making noise, Uh, but I'm going to my apps tab in the app store or sorry, games tab. And then... I'm going to go to new games we love and I'm looking around and that's eh, kind of a bunch of crap. It looks like, um, but some of the new games that are on mobile are like Grease. Now I'm not a huge Grease fan, but there are many people who love that game, who love it as an art installation, who love it as a kind of emotional experience. Many people love Grease or Gris as some people pronounce it. I think it's Grease, technically, from the developers. but um, So that is now a mobile game that you can play on iOS. There's also Stranger Things 3. That's another kind of cool game that I'm seeing just on the front here. Uh, Pokemon Masters, uh, whatever. Um, let's see. I'm, I feel like I'm not doing my uh, myself a lot of justice here. But what I'm getting at, or what I the, what I'd like to mention, is that ooh, Forgotten Anne. See, Forgotten Ann is on mobile. That's that's pretty cool because Forgotten Ann, that's a that's a console game. It's a pretty good looking game. It's another very Ghibli esque game, actually made by a German studio, I believe, but very anime in style. Uh, we've got Machinarium. We've got Transistor, which I just mentioned uh, in my. Did I mention it? No, I guess I didn't. Never mind. Uh, but Transistor, you know, a, a very good, solid game uh for console, Bastion, Play Deads Inside. Um, holy cow, like these are these are great games. Severed is a great game. Never Alone, Monument Valley 2 is a great game, Hidden Folks is an incredible game. Um, Altos Adventure is not bad. That dragon cancer. I don't know what that is. Um, so, anyway, what I'm getting at here is there have been so many cool, like $5 mobile games. Like, when I think about the Room 3 or the Room uh, Old Sins, either one of those games, those to me are AAA games. They're for mobile, you play them on your phone or your tablet, but they are absolutely. Gorgeous, like labor of love, um, high level, incredible entertainment. Like, these are triple A video games that are crammed onto a tablet and they're sold for $5. No microtransactions. Um, and one of my favorite games, really, of all time, is called Goragoa. Is, is began as a mobile game, it's now on everything. Uh, but it began as a mobile game and I've played it as a mobile game. Um, So mobile has a ton of potential and when you have Apple curating specific games that are hopefully not going to involve microtransactions, not going to nickel and dime you, um, hopefully Apple Arcade is strictly fully paid for games that are in this kind of that kind of indie, premium, um, triple-A standard type of game uh, follows those sensibilities on mobile, and it's $5 a month. I mean, that is really cool, and how am I doing on time here? I gotta check. Okay, I gotta wrap this up. So let me just say, I think that Apple Arcade is going to maybe give the Switch a run for its money, because the thing is, the Switch managed to get a lot of people or a lot of attention from people who weren't, quote, gamers. Now, the gamers are not going to buy Apple Arcade, and that's fine. We kind of don't want them anyway, you know. Um, but those of us who are actually interested in games that have the potential to be like an art installation, games that have the potential to be... um a different kind of experience with different sensibilities made for a different type of audience these are not bad games inherently they're not weak games they're not um, they're not lacking in any in any way because they have what they have they lack what they lack but it doesn't make them bad or incomplete because they are because they're mobile or whatever so Apple is capitalizing on that the switch kind of had that same mentality it was appealing to people outside of the normal gaming demographic and now it's definitely a big crossover success because you have all those non-gamers and you have the gamers all rallying around the switch apple arcade is going to maybe take away some of the focus of the switch uh, for those folks out there who are wanting um, something a more, more low-key something uh, anyway That's all the time I have. I'm getting cut off here. I still had a couple of uh, topics to get to, but Anchor's going to cut me off. Thanks a lot, Anchor.